to the ABC Podcast. Always be cool. The show where your host, DZ and BK, showcase your local business and real estate pros going gangbusters in leadership, community involvement, and just being cool. Here are your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, mortgage experts at Summit Lending, and partners in crime, Darren Copeland and Bobby Kerr. All right, everybody, it's the Always Be Cool podcast, hanging out with your hosts, Bobby Kerr, Darren Copeland. What's up, everyone? We're really excited today. We have a special guest. We have someone who's no stranger to media or right. TV or audio or anything like that. We've got Michelle Bogowith. All right, everyone, here we go. Fox 4 meteorologist here in Kansas City at the age of seven. She started her fascination with weather. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's a double major from MU in 2008 in meteorology and communications. She got her start at KOM. TV 8 in Columbia, and in 2010 and 2012, she won the Best Weathercast Award, so way to go. That's Ooh. amazing. She joined Fox 4 in Kansas City in 2012. All-around cool person, Michelle Bogoweth. Welcome to the show. All Thanks right. for Thanks having for me, being here. Yes. yes. This is my first podcast. Is it really? Yes. But you've been on thousands of like, uh, well, you know, recordings, yes. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this, this is, this is. No big deal. Well, that's, that's cool. cool. That makes us oh, feel this, good. I don't know. This, this is, is like, fun. you sure this isn't like the, the top of the mountain for you? Sure, is I think it might the be. Almost, the always <laughs> be cool. The side of, it is, it's I've bo- reached my peak now. Right. It's Bobby in D.C. working for you. Didn't you know that? Working for you. I see what I you like did it. there. I like it. There that's good. Go. That's good. All right. So with your bio, Michelle, yes. that you provided to us. I, well, actually, I'm just going to skip the bio. I'm going to go to your Twitter profile, yes. right? Because you're pretty active on there. And I love in your in your bio, you've got world traveler, sports enthusiast, of course, St. Louis native yes. calling Casey home. You got some stuff about the kiddos, but I love this one. Adrenaline junkie. Yes. So talk to us a little <laughs> bit about that. So we've got meteorologist, mm-hmm. adrenaline junkie. Yes. Go. Well, um, I, I must add also that the adrenaline junkie is what lured my husband in. So that's how I hooked him. Ah, the okay. Date. That's um, the hook. Nice. Yeah. So I have a passion for doing fun, wild, crazy things. Love it. Um, I am the one, I was always the yes person. So mm-hmm. if- Sure. Like, yeah. So if my station's like, hey, you want to go skydiving with the Golden Knights and the Canadian Skyhawks? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> do you want to go fly with the Blue Angels? Yes, I do. I love the adrenaline rush. I have a, a slight little need for speed. Um, right. So I do enjoy Shocker. that just a little bit. That's amazing. Um, but anything wild and crazy, I think I've done over the edge um, for different charities here in Kansas City. And then also when I was in Columbia, probably three or four times at this point. I've been down the side of Arrowhead at least twice here. Have you really? Um, wow. Yes. Wow. So even though I'm a little nervous when it comes to heights. hmm it all goes away once really? I'm what, in that moment. Do you just kind of you propel down the side of yes, it? Yes, I did. That's amazing. I love it. Yes. So that's where the adrenaline junkie, I guess, comes out in me. Um, I, I've kind of tamed her a little bit after having <laughs> yeah. um, two kids. It's like uh, your alter ego. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've tamed her. Yes, right? She only comes <laughs> out for bachelorette parties yeah, yes. and, and blue angel out. flights. And, yes. Yeah. Night, night, nights out. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I just have a passion for just doing fun, cool stuff that 
normal people just would be like, yeah, no way. Not going to do that. Well, I think it probably ties in well with your fact, with the fact that you're a meteorologist Mm -hmm. and maybe talk a little bit about kind of being a storm chaser. Mm -hmm. And again, this all just kind of ties in together. Yes. And well, you kind of have to have a little bit of an adrenaline junkie in you to Mm -hmm. uh, be crazy enough to chase tornadoes here in this part of the country. Um, So I grew up, you know, on the other side of the state and tornadoes, I, I mean, that's that was a fascination as a kid. I right. would be the kid standing outside with my dad on the deck while the sirens are going off. My right. mother's screaming at <laughs> us the from house. the basement <laughs> yeah. and bringing my brother downstairs. And there's me and my dad just looking up like, ooh, like, check out that cloud. Like, that's right. so cool. So I knew going into this, I wanted to go into the broadcast side mm-hmm. of things um, cool. from a really young age. So right. just to kind of backtrack just a tad bit, when I was seven, yes, I saw that water spout in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Mm-hmm. That propelled things forward. Um, when I was seven, I also got to tour Fox 2 News in St. Louis. So that's oh, no our way. sister station. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did that as a Girl Scout. So I got to... Um, meet the chief meteorologist. He was the chief there for 40 something years Oh wow! and just retired a few years. Were you just an all like meeting this guy? I got, I got one of the weather mat printouts Uh and he signed it and I still have it to this day. And I literally like always keep that with me to remind me of where it all kind of started. Right. And then um, you, you both will know this quite well. Um, Twister came out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 95. Yeah. So that just really sent things over the edge. And that also kind of contributed to me wanting to storm chase. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, when I was in Columbia, I never got to do it because I always had to be the one on air when Mm -hmm. the severe weather was breaking. Um, But coming over here to Kansas City and kind of working my way up the totem pole, being the youngest person Mm -hmm. here back in 2012, and then, um, you know, kind of becoming a bit more seasoned, if you you will, um, at the station, I got to do a little storm chasing. And what was it? 2019 was the, the Linwood tornado. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was uh, May 28th. And that was one of, you know, the crazier years that we had right. with severe weather. We hadn't had a crazy weather year since 2011, 2012. Right. Um, so I actually, I chased that tornado. So you literally and, were chasing it. Like you yes. saw it like, Legit. I was almost in it. Yes. Oh. Um, so me and my uh, photographer, Jerry, he is, had has storm chased for years and years and years. He mm-hmm. was even in Oklahoma. And, you know, that's where the big tornadoes are. Right. Um, but this one we knew was a was a pretty big one while we were chasing it. And we got real up close and personal with it. Um, I have not chased since then. Really? <laughs> were you like, it, I'm uh, good? Um, I, I, I saw probably the biggest tornado I'll ever see in my life. And I yeah. think I'm good at this point. Wow. I would imagine your husband, Gary, is like, maybe we don't do that again. Yep. Yeah. The, mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's what I got told. He was like, you had me in tears when you were on air because I could hear it in your voice that you were genuinely like kind of scared and like, this is not whoa. a good situation. Right. Like, whoa. This is much bigger than what we're realizing. Um, and those things can turn Yes. Instantly. And it was rain wrapped. Didn't you see Twister? (laughs) Didn't you see that dude go up? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it was a mile wide almost. So, I mean, that was a Mm. big, big tornado. Um, But yeah, I, I, I really truly enjoyed that. I was very passionate about storm chasing Mm -hmm. because I feel like 
yes, you can give the information out on air, but to actually see it and visually show that to viewers. So they understand like, this is serious Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. because, you know, at the station, we're really good about being pretty calm about situations, but we definitely elevate when we need you to be like, whether this is real, like Mm -hmm. this is a serious situation. And then there's a shift and you can feel it and you could tell um, Mm -hmm. when there's that shift. And uh, that was, that was definitely a day I will, Never forget. So could you actually see like debris and stuff blowing around behind this tornado? So we came up from behind. um, I think it was on 59 headed north towards Lawrence and it crossed right in front of us and it was rain wrap. So it's really hard to see. Mm. Um, But those winds got really intense and really crazy. And we chased it on the backside, which we were just kind of like in the the debris of everything, the rain. Mm -hmm. And we went through Linwood and we were one of the first people to drive through Linwood following that. Mm. And there was debris falling from the sky. I mean, there were horses literally walking in the middle of the road. Um, There were houses totally flattened. It was, it, it, I had like flashbacks to like Joplin Mm. Um, and I cover Joplin pretty extensively. We'll talk Um, about that for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think what's, what's cool. And I kind of liken it to, to sports and follow me here. So I think as, a player for a sports team when your coach has experience in actually playing the sport as well. I think it's a lot easier for people to relate to that particular coach. So when I'm watching you on Fox four, it's like, I could tell like you've done this, you've been in it. And so I trust you more. I enjoy you more because this is authentic. It's not like you've never left the studio, mm-hmm. right? So I think I, I kind of liken it to be the same type of situation. So I, I think it's good that you've done that. I also think it's probably good that you don't do it anymore. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, for sure. Passing that along to someone else. So. Well, wow. and Bobby has a good point. There is something to, you know, you've been there, done that, right? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've had boots on the ground, you've chased the tornadoes, you've done all that. And now people have that, you know, they can just jive with you when you're watching you on TV, yeah, right? Because exactly. I remember growing up and... You know, as a kid, you know, you're watching, you know, whether it's a sports anchor or weather person, they're just like a big deal, right? Oh, you yeah, see I them remember. Every oh, single yeah. day, right? And then, then you get older and you're like, that person's still on TV? How's yep. that possible? But uh, like my grandparents growing up, I mean, they it was like morning, afternoon, at night, mm-hmm. man. They were sure. all over it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, you, you talk about adrenaline, right? So I've got a question for you. Yes. So do you hope for uneventful weather patterns or do you like to see kind of weather systems and events more often because it gives you that adrenaline rush, even though you're not necessarily in it? So I will word this very carefully. I do enjoy very active weather. I don't like it when it's destructive Mm, to people and property. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where, you know, you wish all tornadoes could just be out in the middle of a field mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it doesn't do any damage. Um, but seeing a lot of that firsthand, like raw damage following a tornado that like that really um, hits you pretty hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, well, I, that's my passion. That's, that's what I love. That's right. why I am living out my dream right now. Right. Um, I don't like to see the destructive side of right. mother nature, you but don't, you man, don't like is she fascinating. Yeah. You don't For like sure. to see people hurt. No. no. So we spent a lot of time down in Phoenix, Arizona. Do you think those meteorologists down there just get <laughs> super bored about the same thing over and over? That's a good like, question. Actually. Right. Like we joke around that all about all the time because like it's sunny, sunny, sunny. And Hot. there's just, yep. 
a 10% chance of rain. It's never going to rain, but yeah. they'll throw in a 10% chance of rain in there. But I mean, it's just so monotonous. Would that just get old after a while? I wouldn't be able to do it. That's right? why I'm here. Okay. That's right. why right. That's why I'm in the middle part yes. of the country yeah. where we get all four seasons yeah. where we get the fun, active weather. Exactly. Um, and it keeps you exactly. on your toes. I mean, who wants to go to work and do the same thing over and over? Not nope. me. Yeah, like, God, no. goodness no. gracious, I no. would lose my mind. Right. Um, so I, I like a, I like a challenge. Absolutely. And th- it's a challenge here. Some days more so than others, I suppose. <laughs> I had on one of my questions here for you, Michelle. Do you ever get phone calls from kids in school trying to bribe you to uh, like cancel school or make it uh, <laughs> a little bit worse than what it really is? Now she will. <laughs> you know, uh, we have had um, some kids call the station. Uh, you know, really? hopeful. Like, hey, are <laughs> you gonna school going to be canceled? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. awesome. And then they'll reach out because um, kids, you know, younger and younger these days are on social media and they're like, can you cancel school? Can you make it snow? <laughs> My neighbors, even right. some teachers are like, I could really use a snow day ah, today. Right, right. <laughs> well, you know, man, I just remember <laughs> being a kid, again, before, pre-internet, right? You get up on a snowy day, you turn on the weather, yes. and you are just glued, glued oh, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, like, please, please, please. Oh, Watching the scroll. Waiting, oh, my waiting, God, waiting. I see, I see yeah. Lee Summit. I see Grain Valley. I see Independence. Where the hell is Blue Springs? <laughs> right. Come on. Right. Let's and then go. you got to wait for it to re-rack all right, the way through. Yes. And you're like, the, oh, there the it is. The ticker okay. tape going at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> yep. Wow. So you were talking about Fox 4. You've been there over a decade now, mm-hmm. right? Wow. This has been your only really home in Kansas City is working for Fox 4. Yes. Like you are – gonna, we're going to toot your horn for oh, you. Like you God. are very, very good at what you do. Mm-hmm. You've built a great following. You have a lot of people in this town that trust you and the rest of your team, right? Not only in the morning. You have mornings, a great team. You do have a great team. And so I kind of want to talk about that. Yeah. What is it about the Fox 4 team that kind of keeps you guys so tight-knit? Because, I mean, you guys have been there for the majority, a lot of you together for a very long time with mm-hmm. Abby, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Carly. So, like, what is it that makes the team so special and that keeps you – here in Kansas City and also with this particular team? Well, I'll be honest, and I don't think this is any secret. I wasn't planning on sticking around here all that long. I, I figured I hear I'd that do, a lot. Right? You know, I figured yeah. I'd do maybe one contract, maybe two, and then, okay, like time to move on, move up. Let's keep like going to a bigger, working, bigger working city. The, or my mm-hmm. way up. Because yep. my dream was like, you know, to be on the Today Show in New York City or something. Right. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I think for me, getting to know these people day in and day out. I mean, I spend more time with these people than I do my family most mm. days. Um, I, I spend my whole morning with them. I'm not at home with my kids and my husband. Um, these are people that I have developed a relationship, a strong relationship with over more mm-hmm. than a decade, as you had mentioned. And there is a friendship and bond between us because of what we do. And even, you know, like from a mental standpoint, like there are days that are tough in the news business Mm -hmm. and you really have to like lean on one another Mm. um, to kind of get through those tough news days. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to trust people on those very active weather days Mm -hmm. on your team to step up and do, you know, what, what needs to be done to make the, the whole thing work. And that's from people in front of the camera, behind the camera, everywhere. There's a lot of people that you guys don't see too, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we are very close to, especially on our morning show. Um, And it feels like a family 
And I think that's why all of us continue to stick around. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be waking up at two o'clock in the morning if I didn't truly feel like this felt like family, like like home. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got, I mean, right. if you're getting up at two o'clock in the morning, which you are every day, and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because that was going to be one of the questions. Like this isn't you roll out of bed, you show right. up. Like take us through kind of the, the daily routine of waking up, you know, the whole process of hair and makeup, you know, wardrobe. Well, we don't have anybody that right. does so, it for us. Like, so. That's why I want to oh, hear really? what people okay. to hear that, right. what you're actually doing each and every day by the time that 4 a.m. Because 4 a.m. is when hits. you go on, yep. right? Yep. Like your day starts. There's no, I got to ramp my day up for the first 90 minutes. Like you're, Or it's I go can time. hit snooze yeah. and I can, you know, roll right. into work late. I can't really do that. So let, that's let, not a good look. <laughs> so let's even start like the night before. Like getting oh, up yeah. at 2 in the morning mm-hmm. is like, you know, going to the bathroom and then we go back to bed, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, are you going to bed like at eight o'clock at night? I mean, what is, what does that look like? I try. <laughs> right. It depends if my kids go to sleep then. Right. Uh, but no, I I usually put my kids down and then um, I head to bed myself. And sometimes it takes a little bit to wind down. to wind mm-hmm. down on some days than others. Sure. Um, but. I am a creature of habit, like total A type. I have a routine. I have my outfit ready to go because I literally I roll out of bed. That. I roll out of bed. I walk in, brush my teeth, throw on my clothes. I am downstairs. I'm grabbing my meal that I already have made for the day. Mm-hmm. I'm grabbing either coffee or an energy drink, and I am out that door as quickly as possible because right. I don't want to wake anybody up. Right. I don't want to wake anybody up in the right. house. Um, so you know, I I prepare everything beforehand because I want to sleep as long as I possibly can. Absolutely. Yep. So then I am off hitting the floor running and I get to the station. I immediately sit down and I start forecasting Mm -hmm. and some days takes a little longer than others, especially if there's a lot of active weather to go through. Um, So, you know, that could take anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Um, And that's just to kind of get the basics down of the forecast. And then you can fine tune that as you go. Sure. Along. Um, but I, I mean, every graphic that you see behind us, we have to put that together. Oh, wow. We build oh, wow. all that stuff. We input all of our data into a file system that we can at least um, auto populate. Like a template. Yes. Yeah. Auto populate right. some of um, the graphics, which helps sure. in the morning. And then, you know, you got to do your hair and makeup and mm-hmm. get yourself all ready to go and be bright. And you have to do that yourself. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they don't, they don't have the hair and makeup people that I are rich. Right. I wish I'd be half asleep <laughs> or falling there, asleep right? in the chair. That's the only right. problem, though. Um, but no, and and you know, four a.m. hits and you're bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready and ready yeah, to go. Yeah, you are. So, so what about your? So what about your counterpart? Like at the ten o'clock news, do they do they leave any like heads up or anything like for you of like, hey, this is kind of what we see have coming down the pipe. So yep. okay, so they give you a little heads up yeah. what they have coming. So we each have like forecast sheets that we put together, and mm-hmm. on that, you know, we'll obviously put the forecast, but then we take like notes and like write little notes to one another or leave notes, um, especially with big weather systems. Or you know, sometimes mm-hmm. if things are going to be a bit crazy, I'll call and have a conversation with Joe before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So uh, there is a lot of teamwork behind the scenes that goes on, which is really cool. That's cool. cool. Yeah. That's cool. You guys just have an amazing synergy with each other, don't you? Mm-hmm. Right. It is. I am cool. very, very lucky. Very lucky. That's fantastic. Because that's not the case 
no. you know, all over the country that so necessarily. So you, you said something earlier. You said, you know, you were just planning on being here for one or two contracts. Yes. So for the people who are listening, to, what does that mean? So like when you sign a contract, is that mm-hmm. like a two or three year commitment or what does that look like? Yes, in TV? that's okay. exactly what it is to okay. say that I'm going to be working here and fulfill this contract and I'm locked in. Nice. So. Nice. So if some big city comes in, you say if it's New York that comes in and they want to offer you a job, do they have to buy out your contract? Probably. They there's there is a lot. There's a lot going there's on. There's a now. lot going on there yeah, with right. that if somebody wants to do that. Um you know, some people some people do that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it done before. Some sure. stations are just a, a little different in how they do things. So it just kind of depends on right. ownership and the sure. station and whatnot. Well, it's really cool to hear, hear your story because coming in here, you were kind of looking at Kansas City as a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And now you're like fully entrenched here. Right? Well, I'm not going anywhere. Right, right. <laughs> You've got your roots here. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of listeners, you know, that because – People like to see familiarity when it comes yes. to the TV personalities, right? Yes. Right. It's, a, it's kind of a, a normalcy in their lives. So, you know, if they get up between 4 and 6.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. They expect you to be there. They're going to see the show And if you're not, there. they ask where you're at. Yes, you see, <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect segue because I just wrote down on my notes something about this very thing. And I want Michelle to talk about it. So is it kind of odd or strange or now is it just so second nature that because you are in people's homes like you're you're part of their daily routine you're part of their family like you're on either in the background they might be getting ready for work is and i'm sure people approach you and they're like man i see you all the time or we were talking about it before we started the show today how when people see you outside of the TV, it's either like a shock to the system because you're always just in this box, yes. right? Mm-hmm. On a TV or monitor. Or they're trying to figure out where, where do I know? Right. It's like, oh yeah, when I saw yes. her at the yeah. lake. Yeah. I, I knew I recognized her. Right? right. And I was right. like, Hey, you're Lee, right? From Ameristar. And, and she like, was like, no, what? And I go, <laughs> Oh God. I said, I know you though. How do I know you? Cause it it's was like, we were like so hundred. He, he called I you someone know. else. I did. I was yeah. like, I yeah. have no idea. She was like a hundred <laughs> yards away, and she was like, "Do you watch Fox Four? And I'm like, "Michelle, how you doing? <laughs> Got it. Sorry, you want to be on a podcast? Right. <laughs> That's basically how it went. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> so I just think maybe speak to it to it a little bit about that familiarity of of people trusting you and and enjoying you, and that you're part of their daily routine. That's a, that's kind of a heavy thing. It can be. It can be. And, you know, there are, I will say, many viewers that you develop a friendship with mm-hmm. over the years. I mean, we've had yeah. weather spotters who will reach out and I could list off several names that will mm. call Interesting. us and just check in, give us their weather report, see how we're doing. I mean, they know all about me. That, I you mean, have fans. They're they, fans. There is... Uh, many of us are basically open books and we Mm -hmm. talk very freely on air about our family and people in our Mm -hmm. lives and each other's families. I mean, we are all very tight and very connected and whatnot. So a lot of the times, you know, these viewers reach out and they, they're like, you know, I feel like your family Mm -hmm. and they will come up and I've had several women, you know, just like, give me a hug. Um, yes. And you know, just to to see how excited they get, I'm like, I am just a huge nerd that happens to be on TV talking about (laughs) weather, which is my passion. And I just, I don't, I've never looked at it. Like that is like a big, deal what i'm doing at least i i will still geek out in all honesty to like other people on tv like total 
geek. Right. <laughs> when that's what I do for a living. Right. But um, you know, I I just embrace it and I treat them like family then. Because that's how that's how they treat me. Mm-hmm. Right, and exactly. you know, I I wish I had more time to get to know everybody out there that, right. you know, stops me to quick chat and whatnot. But um But you know, those weather spotters, that's like they feel like they're a part of the station, right? Like yeah, they're, they they're calling in reporting. I don't know if they're like farmers on the outskirts of town or whatever, but that's, that's a big deal to them. You know, it makes them like, feel like they're a part of the show. For sure. Yeah. Yep. That's really cool. You brought something up earlier and and it's, it's not necessarily a a positive thing, but I think it is, it's part of your story. And you mentioned something about the blue angels Mm -hmm. and I think it was back in 2015, you had the opportunity to, um, to fly with a blue angels pilot in a blue angels Yes. Jet, right? So wow. for me, this story was kind of um, special because my uh, second cousin, Admiral Doug McLean, flew Blue Angels from 87 to 1990, right? Awesome. So I used to, I grew up going to all the air shows, watching my cousin fly Blue Angels, right? Very, very special. And so I know that you had the opportunity to do this um, with Marine Captain Jeff Coos, right? Yeah. And then it was pretty shortly after, like mm-hmm. the next year. He was in an air show and his Blue Angels, his Blue Angel jet crashed mm. and he was killed. Yeah. And I know that that probably was really heavy for you. That was, that was a tough one um, because it's not that often you get to do something like that first and foremost. Yeah. I mean, mm. who gets to fly with the Blue Angels? There is a very, right. very short list of people that get to do that. And when you're flying like a bat out of hell in one of those planes, you're putting your life in somebody mm. else's hands. Mm-hmm. And Captain Cousin, I had, you know, some really fun, great conversations about, you know, like family and just living life. And I am so grateful for that opportunity that he gave me um, to enjoy that time. Um, I think I was up with him for like an hour and almost 15 mm. minutes. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So I, I got to do some really cool stuff. And, you know, um, he he was fantastic, and when I heard that news, it it definitely hit kind of hard because yeah. mm-hmm. um, I talked to, to him about his family, and all I could mm-hmm. think of in the back of my head was, um, you know, I my thoughts and prayers and just a big hug to to them for yeah. what they're dealing with because mm-hmm. he he was a good guy. I mean, they all of them are sure, right. but um, really just are. to get to know him personally, that that definitely weighed pretty heavy on me. Yeah, well, and just the the amount of risks that those guys do. I mean, at the speeds that they're flying mm-hmm. and the distance that they're flying apart mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it is incredible. Yes. So was there any, going back to that hour and 15 minutes that you were inside that cockpit, was there some like thoughts going through your head of like, Oh, I really love my family. Um, what am I doing here? Or were you just like, <laughs> nope, this, adrenaline. Like, this was that alter ego, yes. that adrenaline. You yeah. should I, name her. I, I puked twice Did and you? I said, keep going. I, I, we, like, while we you're up there, gonna, yes. we weren't going to ask. How does that work? Like, well, they well, they got baggies there. Yeah, they the do. And you just reach in front and. So, I mean, you get, you got a mask on at uh, first, right? You have, did I have a mask on? Probably, I, think, I think I did. You probably. Uh, this is the altitude. Oxygen. Yeah. 
So yeah. you just tank the bag out and yep. And yeah. I, I did one of these to the camera and because we yeah, we you filmed a, it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're like, I got the need. Yeah, I know <laughs> the, the need, need for speed. speed. Yes. So <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I told him I was like, no. He's like, you you okay back there? Because I I passed out very briefly when we were doing one of the barrel rolls, oh my one God. of the three sixties, yeah. just because there's so many G's that you're taking on, and if you're not um, doing what they tell you, which is to push your tongue to the top that. of your the roof of your mouth, then you will start to lose blood flow um, that? to how your does brain that? and whatnot. I don't know how it like what it does, but that's what he is. Was it like, like a placebo effect? You think? Or is- I have oh. no idea. Wow. Um, but yeah, I I passed out once, puked twice, and didn't care. And that's like, amazing. Wow. Now that Let's sounds go. that sounds like a party to me. Let's oh, go. My gosh. Fart yeah. twice. I don't pass know. out once. Allison would be all about Let's it. Go. No thanks. I don't want to. Oh my gosh. Nope. Such a pants. Nope. So, like, no. So when you got out of the plane, okay, you guys land, right? Yep. Were you able to get up and and walk down the steps? I mean, were you were you fine at that point, or were you just kind of a little like? Mm. I was oh. fine at that point. Yeah. And then I got home. Uh huh. And I was not. Uh, really. <laughs> It caught up with you? Yes. Yeah. It it felt like I had been working out nonstop for a week. I bet. Just the, the G-force. Of, wow. Because we, when you first, uh, when we first took off, I mean, he went straight and then all of a sudden he's like, you ready? He's like, one, two, three, hit it. And then just straight, straight up. up. And it was like immediately six Gs that slams you back into the seat. And, I, you know, my body was taking all kinds of G-force with the Yeah, you don't have training for this. No, no. I don't. <laughs> Just let's let her rip. Yeah, I, I had to go through a physical to make sure that I was capable yeah. of handling it oh to at least an extent. But did you have to sign a waiver? I'm pretty I, sure there yes. was a waiver oh, yeah. involved yes. here. Pretty sure the Navy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. they don't mess around. Not letting us <laughs> go up there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's wow. a reason why they just don't let anyone go up there. I mean, just yeah. the physical attributes of mm-hmm. just being able to handle those G forces. Those guys. Yeah. My cousins have told uh, me some stories that. I mean, the training that they go through just to get, I mean, they're like, it's like astronauts. Yeah. It's very similar to astronaut training. A lot of astronauts used to be blue angels. Absolutely. Right. You're 100% right. Sure. Um, Man. So speaking of like, again, crazy things, cool things, not cool things, but part of the gig, you mentioned it in the intro that you uh, covered the Joplin tornado. I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And the single most deadly tornado in modern day history. Is this, it's still. I think I believe that is true. I know that there was one recently that tore through um, several states, and I know that that number went mm. up pretty quickly. Well, but it, I mean, I mean, yeah, it, we're not um, knocking the the severity of what happened in Joplin, and 161 lives were lost, and you were mm. sent down there to cover what was presumably the biggest story of your life. Yes, and I I would still agree to this day. It, it most definitely is. And mm-hmm. I covered that at such a young age when, you know, I was, I was just really getting started with the career. Cause that was what, five years, five years in, I started in 2007. So that yeah. was 2011. Um, not even, um, you weren't even, you weren't with Fox four yet. Were you? No, I okay. was in Columbia. Yeah. And what's interesting about Joplin. So let me just take you back one month prior April 22nd, 2011, or 2011, yes, uh, the St. Louis airport was hit. And that was an EF4 tornado Mm -hmm. that hit my grandmother's house. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And I walked through that damage and saw, you know, going down the street, Old St. Charles Street, 
Um, I mean, just destruction, horrific destruction, but everyone survived that. Mm. And I thought to myself, because that was on Good Friday, and I remember I tracked that specific storm mm-hmm. all the way from Montauk County in mid-Missouri. the path was going towards mm-hmm. Grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, Montauk County, um, just to the like east of Jefferson City, and tracked that. And once I got off air, I followed behind that going home, and that's when it hit. Mm. And... I walked through that the next morning and whatnot. And I was like, I pray and never see anything like this again. Like mm-hmm. this is, this was tough to see, especially, you know, going through my grandmother's house. Luckily she didn't live there. Her neighbor, um, my grandma was in a nursing home, but her neighbor lived, um, that lived next door, Mary, she was sitting in her living room, watching the TV, smoking her cigarettes and drinking her beer. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, the roof was gone and it was raining on her. Um, so, so she was sitting she, in her living room. Yeah. So she told us that story and I'm like, <laughs> what was her name? Mary. Mary. Mary, no roof, Mary. I, I just, I picture Mary looking at <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's pretty close. Why yeah. is it raining on me? <laughs> yeah. Smoking her cigarette. Where's my beer? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so that happened. And then flash forward literally one month, you know, May 22nd, mm. yeah. um, 2011. And I was on air. We were covering tornadoes going through central Missouri. I had some friends um, who were in the meteorology department um, a little younger than me. One of them was from Joplin. And mm-hmm. he texted me while I was on the air and said, Joplin's been hit and hit bad. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And I remember going on air and saying, you know, St. John's hospital was hit. Yeah. Um, we don't know the extent of the damage and whatnot just yet, but it's, it's bad. It's mm-hmm. really, really bad. And then um, I know, you know, weather channel was covering it and uh, you could, mm-hmm. you could see the destruction once it passed and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, the following days we still had severe weather and I was held back from going down there for two days. But when I finally got down there, uh, I mean, it looked like a movie set. It looked like a oh. nuclear bomb just went off and there was nothing for it, miles. Interesting. You said that. So that happened on a Sunday. It was mm-hmm. a Sunday. We were at church and it hit. And then, you know, all the churches started organizing, you know, volunteers to go down. We went down about a week or two later and, uh, the hospital was out in the distance about a half a mile that we could see. And we were helping, you know, clean up, do whatever. But it's exactly what you could equate to a nuclear bomb going off. And this is like a neighborhood that had 100-year-old trees, grass, houses all over. And it was just leveled, gone, mm-hmm. like completely gone, right? It was – you can't even describe what it, what that looks like no. to people. Or, like it, it, it blew us away. Yeah. yeah. I mean – your brain can only can comprehend things and mm-hmm. understand like this is bad, but it, it doesn't like truly hit you until mm-hmm. days later, weeks later. Yeah. Um, kind of how bad things truly were. Yeah. Um, and I continued to cover that for a year following the tornado um, because we wanted to make sure Joplin stayed in kind of the limelight and yeah. got mm-hmm. the aid and help that they needed mm-hmm. um, because we, my co-anchor at the time, Jim, um, he started his career in Joplin mm, okay. and he was very passionate about that as well. Absolutely. And it was important to both of us, um, to continue telling their stories. And we did a telethon and raised $1.4 million wow. for them. And that's amazing. You know, that was, that was just a small portion of what they needed to rebuild that city. And I've been down there actually several times since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it, it's weird to see um, how far they've come. It's, mm-hmm. in, it's incredible, but it's so is, eerie. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. so eerie because you, you can tell right where the tornado went through because it's all new trees. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no mm-hmm. canopy, right. beautiful canopy that they used mm-hmm. to have. Um, and it, it's changed so much, but for the better. And I got to go through the high school actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and they rebuilt Joplin high school and it is incredible. Nice. It is Good. so it is a, an extremely safe structure now, um, and they have a tornado room for all Do they students really? to go into. That is is EFI. That's pretty incredible. Safe. Yeah, because yeah. didn't it move St. John's like three feet yeah. off the foundation? Yes, it, it shifted it off the foundation, yeah. which is unheard. Of. It's unheard. I, yeah, yeah, that's wow. crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Um, we we had another guest on the show several months ago. His name was Stan Hayes. And he is the CEO and founder of Operation Barbecue Relief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They and do a lot of good work. They do a lot of great work all over the country, not just for Missouri and Kansas. But he told, uh, he shared a lot of stories about that day and the weeks and months that followed because he literally that day happened and he just loaded his crew, loaded his trailers up and said, we just need to go down and start feeding people. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter because what we, what Darren and I learned was there unfortunately is so much red tape when it comes to something like that to where like you're not supposed to be able to just set up and start feeding people and and uh, offering relief mm-hmm. like who gives a crap like but there is red tape and he said we're just we're, we're not going to mess with it mm-hmm. and they just set up shop and they started feeding people and drinking people you know and, and giving everything that they could but they were down there for weeks mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he starts calling his other buddies across the country and people were driving in from Florida and California and Texas and New York trying to do the same thing because the devastation was just so terrible mm-hmm. mm. well wasn't that the one of the main things that really got them kicked off as far as what they do, yeah, uh, like on a grand national scale, yes. what they do right yeah, now, yeah, because they yeah. they did they got a lot of national exposure, and they said, man, look at this mm-hmm. this company out of Kansas City or this organization out of Kansas City doing this great work, and they mm-hmm. they brought in all these other cohorts from around the country, right? So yeah, it did help it did help stand in the operation for sure. That's pretty wow. Cool. Thank you for sharing some of that yeah. stuff. That's I know that's that's a that's a tough subject. That's a tough yeah. one. Yeah, it's a tough <laughs> one. Yeah. Well, for you know sure. what the the thing is is. Uh, you you got a really cool profession, right? Yes. And being an adrenaline junkie and going out and doing some really cool stuff. But, man, unfortunately, Mother Nature sometimes is just uh, – She's, she's not a forgiving. beast, man. Yes, she is. Right? Yes. And no matter what technology we have and how smart matter. we think we are. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So um, what's the hardest thing about forecasting weather? What's the most difficult thing for you or for any meteorologist? For me specifically, and I won't speak to everybody, but I would say when you're forecasting winter weather, mm-hmm. because if you are on the ragged edge of, you know, 32 degrees. Mm. Changes from mm-hmm. wet sometimes, to... Mm. You know, sometimes yeah. it could go either direction if you don't know how thick of a warm layer is above you because you can't necessarily get data just straight up in your specific location. Mm. Um, so that gets really, really challenging um, because, you know... A warm layer can make the difference between sleet, freezing rain, right, full on snow if there wasn't that there, or sure. rain, which is it's just crazy. Yeah. So that's that's probably the hardest. Do you ever get phone calls at the station where <laughs> that people was my might, next question seriously. people would be like, "Hey, you said this and this, yeah? yeah. Do you really? Yes. And oh you know my. what? Yeah, that I will speak for myself, and I know Carly does this when we get it wrong. Mm-hmm. We will own it completely. Sure. We don't glaze over it and be like, oh, 
nothing to see here, guys. Right. Um, we own it and say, you know what? We missed it. We totally blew that forecast. But mm-hmm. you know what? We learned from it. And we're going to do better next time for you. And I think that's um, something that also, yeah, I think that's something that also kind of sets us apart at Fox. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I I will say um, I have watched a lot of news, right? I enjoy the news, but I used to be a classroom middle school teacher. So every morning when I was getting up, I was watching you guys, you know, bright and early. And there is just a different sense of, at least in my opinion, like when I watched you guys, it was like, I was one of those people I was talking about. Like you guys were part of my family. You were part of my morning routine and watching you and, and Carly and Abby, you know, and, and guys interact with one another. That's what part, that's what makes you guys special. Yeah. And all the laughing and the goofing oh, like, and everything. Yeah, Cause not know? everybody, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of broadcast, like they might, I don't want to, it sounds terrible. Like that's a beneath them almost like to be kind well, of they, goofy. They, they try to be, professional and here's the deal with with us and you know fox war can be an acquired taste i suppose you know for some people who just like you know the hard news and i just want the news read to me i don't want the fluff i don't want the fun right um i think that's what kind of sets us apart is we we can have fun in the lighter moments Mm -hmm. in a morning show and make it fun and make it fun not only for us but for the viewers right and then when we need to be serious then it's like a a switch can be yeah, right. and you know what it's like total overhaul and you be serious you do what you need to do but sure. we can still have some fun too well i'm sure sometimes there's moments that come up that you have to be on your toes right so one of the things i have written down so do you have any funny stories that you can share with us because you know technology can be a challenge sometimes oh, yeah. <laughs> so is there any like on air, like funny stories that you can share with us. Like Gosh, maybe yes. you didn't know you were on air and you were talking about something. No, or that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hot mic. Yes. Hot no. mic. Michelle, yeah. over here. So if you ever hear us go, welcome back after you hear us muttering something, we're just like, oh, mm, ooh. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I can't drop the clicker countless times. I know Carly has done that too in the mornings. Like we kid and joke about that. Carly actually fell out of a chair the other day, um, Did like she? A, week or, a week or two ago. I mean, literally was just like walking to the green screen and just falls right out of the chair. Um, you know, That's great. and I have tripped over things. Pat McGonigal has tripped over things in the studio and literally like almost face plant. <laughs> and can people see that on TV? Um, not always. Okay. Not always. But okay. if you hear, like hear us laughing or see like the, the stairs, like everybody, you know, then, you know, something's going on. We actually had um, a, a band in there performing, and uh, they were swinging around the drums and hit our big TV screens. Too. Oh, <laughs> there's, shoot. there's like all kinds of uh, there's so many funny stories that I could tell you um, from behind the scenes. But, uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun crew. It's a it's a really fun that would crew. be hilarious. I, uh, just make fun of each other, you know, and you just laugh it off. And it's live TV. What are you going to do? Well. You can't take life too serious. Shit happens. Exactly. It, it yeah. does. Yeah. It sure does. And you got to. Which is how you recover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> recover. Hey, it happens. And you know what? At the end of the day, I think some of the watchers actually kind of appreciate that. I think they so. Because that makes you more human. Yes. Of like, hey, we make mistakes too. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm a musician too. And so I've done some stuff with Fox 4. I've done a, a several interviews. And last year I went in there. So I have a Bon Jovi tribute band. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And so I was in there and I did a, a live spot where I played a couple songs live and did an interview to promote. I think it was maybe for Santa Caligon or something. Okay. And in it was in that back 
one of the back rooms. I've never been in the newsroom, but it was in a smaller recording room. Mm -hmm. It was so flipping hot. I was oh, sweating so Ooh. bad. And so my I guess my question is like there's no temperature control in that building. Like, do you, it's I mean, old. hopefully you guys it's have been around for so long. My God, I was That's sweating through everything and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be terrible. It's probably back from the nineteen fifties or oh, something back there. No, there there are times well, it is. And mm -hmm. you know, they still have the um what is it, the nuclear bomb shelter. Yeah. There's some, no yeah, kidding. I saw a yeah. sign for that in there. It's been there for forever. Wow. Um so yeah, the the heating and cooling, we can't always get that right in the morning. So some, sometimes, if you see us wearing like short sleeves in the middle of winter, it's because mm -hmm. it's like blazing hot. Ah, in makes there. sense. So um, that's when we go studio B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go warm up. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's hilarious, man. DC, you got anything else that you want Michelle to cover? I've got a couple. We'll do some some kind I know of fast break stuff. I got your uh, uh, fast. Uh, Quick fire questions. You know, I think we're good. Is there anything specific like uh, that you'd like to promote out there uh, that you're trying to get the word out for? Um, you know, there's nothing super specific, um, but I will say this. I know that now that we're kind of post COVID and we've moved past that and whatnot, we're mm -hmm. starting getting back doing the school visits with the kids. Yeah. And mm. that is one of my favorite things to do is get young kids excited about science and math yeah, because you're a big stem i mean obviously oh yes mm -hmm. yeah. um it, just to get them excited um about you know the possibility of careers in stem fields um so i love going and talking to kids uh, sure. i i honestly would do that half of the time i'm working if i could um but i, I was in elementary school and we had a meteorologist come talk to us. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's like, that's just like a cool experience. One to be like, Oh, they're on TV. Like they came to my school and yeah. I learned about all these cool things. Um, but I, I know that we're getting back to doing more of that. So mm -hmm. if there's any teachers out there listening or anybody who wants us to come do like a school visit, oh, yeah. you know, I know that we're going to be doing more of those coming up. So should, yeah. if a school administrator or a teacher wants to contact, like what's the, I mean, I know we've got your contact information. Mm -hmm. We'll say it. Should they just go straight to you to set, start setting it they, up? They can. Otherwise they can go on and they have like a contact form on our website, okay. foxworkcasey.com. So Correct. Because we know quite a few people in the education field. They yeah. would love to get that set oh, yeah. up. And, yeah. and they're, fun and kids man do they have some fun questions that they so <laughs> they how old dizzies. are you are you married how uh, much do you make right right <laughs> <laughs> do you drive how a corvette <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that yeah. Yeah. that's awesome okay cool so we got a couple of rapid fire questions okay. before we go here um all right favorite TV show or um, movie that was like news slash weather related? Oh, that was news or weather related. Favorite because we've had show? you know obviously there's lots of shows that were like news like mine. Uh, I'm watching Morning Show the on morning the Apple shows, Channel right yeah. now. I love that one. Oh yeah, Anchorman's my all time favorite. That's I mean, a Anchorman. Right? That's a I love Lamp. I love. Um, that's right. <laughs> Anchorman is a good one. I mean, I already told you Twister. Twister. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that kind of is, it is takes the, the ultimate. Right. Because um, couldn't you really strap a belt around your wrist and put it around a pipe, <laughs> and then it'll lift you up, and you can see the center, like the inner part of it? Does that happen? No. You want to try it? <laughs> you know, we'll get Helen Hunt in here. But and, I love uh, that. Yeah. I love that movie, though. It is a great movie. It's a, it's a great you know what? movie. It you is know, so inaccurate in so many ways. Right. And if you that. took shots every time something was inaccurate, you'd be hammered. Right. Ah, <laughs> I love it. You know what, what's great about that movie? Lots of yeah. stuff. But 
that movie was the coming out party for the the new Dodge Ram. Mm, so the oh. red well, Dodge Ram, yeah, the red one. So Dodge teamed up with you know okay. Paramount or whatever for that right. movie, and that was the first time ever that that new model had been, been seen anywhere, and that changed the game. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. bought red Dodge yep. Rams oh, yeah. after that. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes Dorothy sense. On the back though, yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> we got Cal. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. Biggest challenge for a meteorologist on a daily basis. I would say probably thinking of new and creative ways to tell the weather story because you can get in a rut, especially when the Mm. weather's very boring Mm -hmm. and you don't want to get bored yourself because then if you're getting bored, then your viewers might be getting Mm. bored. So trying to figure Mm. out different unique ways um, to keep people's interest and hold people's interest, especially when you get in one of the patterns, um, you know, like the the crazy heat wave we had with the nasty humidity. (sighs) I mean, all you can do is just empathize and sympathize with your viewers at that point and have some fun with it. Yeah. Right. um, You when you get in these ruts, you just got to figure out a way to make it, Fun and interesting, or a little more lighthearted for the right. moment. Right, exactly. Sure. Um, okay, last one. Okay. Worst or most embarrassing on-air experience you've ever had? That's a tough one. I I am actually really pretty fortunate. pretty fortunate. I am I am overall pretty fortunate. I've had um, not the case for other people. I had um, <laughs> my old. Uh, Chief weathercaster in Columbia. He was on air and he asked a little boy at the fair oh, no. if his daddy bought him that ice cream. And the kid started crying and said he didn't have a dad. Um, oh, that wow. was that was um, that was one that that's like a movie. Out. Yeah, that's oh, one no. that sticks out. And um, was it live? Yes. Oh no! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Um, we've also, I've also seen, uh, the sprinklers come on during live shots before. <laughs> that's, um, that's been fun. Uh, there was a, a student in Columbia that sprinklers came on in the middle of the live shot. Um, and then just like slips of the tongue, like people just saying mm-hmm. the wrong words. Sometimes. Colorful things. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, blah, right. total word vomit. And you um, just have to keep going like it didn't happen. Yep. Yeah. I yep. love it. Or try to keep a straight face. Yes. <laughs> That's all. Well, hopefully none of that happens to you <laughs> moving not. forward because you've got a great track record. Man, Michelle Bogowitz, thank you so much for joining yes. the show today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you you yeah. did great on your first podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully yeah. it was a good experience yes, for you. So, guys, make sure to catch her daily on WDAF Fox 4 in Kansas City weekdays from 4 to 6.30 a.m. Catch her on Instagram at meteorologist Michelle Bogowitz. At Facebook, Michelle Bogowitz Bogowith with Sorry, Michelle Bogowith WX. Is that like a yes. uh, an abbreviation for weather? Weather. Got yeah. it. There you go. Uh, you can email her at michelle.bogowith at fox4kc.com. Teachers, administrators, reach out to her. Have her come in and talk to the kids and get I'd them fired to. up about STEM and weather <laughs> all around. Guys, this has been the Always Be Cool podcast, hanging out with your hosts, Bobby Kerr and Darren Copeland, and today's special guest, Michelle Bogowith. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Always Be Cool Podcast. Take care, guys, and always be cool. See you, guys. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, Darren and Bobby thank you from the bottom of their hearts.
They hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave them a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in our community. Also, feel free to let DC and BK know which business or community leaders you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch in the comments or on social media. See you next time for a new episode. And remember, always be cool. This podcast is powered by Summit Lending. NMLS number 185081, Equal Housing Lender.